This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. This is a WTOP original podcast. Coming up in this episode of Target USA. We promise to bring you the heartbreaking behind-the-scenes story of the Maui wildfires, a deeply moving story. Individuals uh, who weren't able to to get out uh, driving, um, they had to run and and jump into the ocean because um, the fire just came so quickly. But first, we're following a major development out of Russia. A business jet in route from Moscow to St. Petersburg has crashed, killing all 10 people on board. Officials say mercenary chief Yevgeny Prigozhin was on the passenger list. My live reporting today on the air at WTOP about that situation. Coming up on this episode from WTOP in Washington, D.C., this is Target USA. America has a target on its back. And on this program, we investigate the threats, the people behind them, the agencies fighting them, and the impact on you. This is Target USA. The National Security Podcast. I'm J.J. Green. Today, August 23rd, 2023, shortly after 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time, we began to get word of a plane crash in Russia. Breaking news on WTOP. We're following a major development out of Russia. A business jet en route from Moscow to St. Petersburg has crashed, killing all 10 people on board. Officials say mercenary chief Yevgeny Prigozhin was on the passenger list, though it's unclear if he was on board. Joining us live now, WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green. J.J., what more are you hearing about this? Well, Mark, that is about it. At this point, the big question is, was Yevgeny Prigozhin on this Embraer legacy private jet with nine other people that apparently was shot down in the Ver region? Uh, This is according to the Ministry of Emergency Situations. Now, Russian state media is reporting that there were 10 people on board, including three uh, crew members and that the name Yevgeny Prigozhin was on the manifest. There is, at this point, and within the last few minutes, information coming out from some uh, Russian uh, blogger sources and Russian social media from the state suggesting he may not have been. But at this point, this is big news. There are images of this plane on fire. It was on en route from Moscow to St. Petersburg, and it was shot down. It's not clear who was on it. It's not clear how it was shot down. We're told it was very likely shot down by Russian military. Mark? Obviously, this raises a number of questions. We have wondered about uh, uh, what could happen potentially with Prigozhin uh, in the months uh, since everything has gone down uh, in Moscow and his disappearance and then reemergence and now this. Anyone suggesting anything out of the ordinary here? 
Well, it's no surprise, Mark. We've been talking about this since the 24th of June. How was it that Yevgeny Prigozhin had managed to stay alive? Just two days ago, we reported that he turned up on a video in the Sahel in Africa, talking about the fact that he was there essentially to make Russia great, again, these are his words, and to work on behalf of Africa. Uh, We were told early on in this situation that perhaps he was allowed to live, but to go back to Africa and continue to essentially stir up trouble there, continue the revenue stream that he's built with African leaders in some countries that have essentially been reduced to juntas. uh, And uh, he made deals with them to get their natural resources to send back to Russia. He was told essentially, according to some sources, to go back there and do that. But then there's the whole other camp that said one day, at some way, at some point, somehow, he was going to meet a rough end. And if this is indeed true, this may be it. Mark? Hmm. What, I know it's still early, but what do we anticipate in terms of an investigation? Well, investigations in Russia don't really happen. Uh, Things like this uh, are usually uh, dealt with with information. That information we've learned when it comes out of Russia is unreliable at best. And a situation like this, we might as well just call it what it is. Those who have opposed Vladimir Putin in the past, those who have turned out to be enemies in the past, they died. And in some way, this seems to suggest the same thing might have happened to Prigozhin. But a plane crashed, a plane that was shot down in Russian airspace, supposedly by Russian military, a plane that's clearly known a plane essentially with him on board and others connected to his organization being shot down in Russian airspace, it just doesn't add up. And I don't think an investigation is going to make that happen. J.J., we appreciate it. That's WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green. Then, about 10 minutes later... Everything you need, every time you listen. WTOP News. At 145, I'm Mark Lewis. We continue to follow breaking news out of Russia where a jet has crashed and reportedly all 10 people on board have been killed. Reportedly, that includes Wagner chief Yevgeny Prigozhin. Let's go live once again to WTOP national security correspondent J.J. Green. J.J., what more are you learning? Well, Mark, what I've been learning from sources is that um, there are several airports between Moscow and St. Petersburg. He was taking off from one of those airports. There is video that seems to show military assets in the air chasing this airplane. And this was an Embraer legacy private plane that he was known to fly on. And somehow this plane has crashed and it's a huge fireball that's essentially being uh, shown on social media from multiple different sources. As we've mentioned before, Russian state media itself said that his name was on the manifest and that he essentially was killed in this plane crash. Whoever was on that plane crash, and we're told that there were supposedly uh, seven people and three crew, are dead because it's impossible to have survived what essentially took place here, which was a military hit on a private plane. And uh, we're still waiting on details and confirmation, but that is that, that appears to be what took place. All right, JJ, we'll be checking back with you for updates on this. About 2.30 p.m., 
another development. A quickly developing story we're following this afternoon. Reports from Russia that a passenger plane crashed today carrying 10 people. According to Russian state media, one of the people on the plane was Yevgeny Prigozhin, the leader of the Wagner Mercenary Group. WTOP national security correspondent J.J. Green joins us now. J.J., how did this happen? We've seen video, Anne, of a plane at about 28,000 feet just spiraling straight down to the ground. And uh, up in the uh, atmosphere, you see some smoke not too far from the, the, the departure point of that plane from what had been a, apparently a level flying pattern uh, down. So it seems as though something got to that plane and there was some type of explosion. And this plane crashed. Essentially, there were 10 people on board. We're told that Vlad, uh, rather uh, Yevgeny Prigozhin was on the passenger list of this plane. And this is something that the Russians are investigating at this point. And we don't know much at all about this, except that there is this dramatic video of this plane just plummeting to the ground, hitting the ground and exploding in a great big fireball. Yeah, J.J., we have heard reports that Yevgeny Prigozhin was on the plane, but as of now, as you indicated, we really are not exactly sure about that. Is that right? Yeah, in part because the Russian government uh, state-run media early on said that he was on that plane. Then they came back a little bit later and said that there are questions about whether he was on that plane. What we do know about this is that in this situation and Yevgeny Prigozhin is that he has in the past used decoy airplanes to essentially book himself on a plane in name, but he might be on another plane later. I think that's a part of the reason why there is this indecision about whether or not he was on this plane at this point. But it's hard to deny that the crash of this plane which involved 10 people supposedly linked to him is a significant development way beyond Russia as the entire world is watching this. JJ, we're seeing reports at the White House. The president has been briefed on this. Does that give it any more credence? Does it make it any more credible? And or is we expecting anything from the Russian government, do you think, in the coming hours specifically? Oh, well, I can tell you for sure it's absolutely uh, credible without anything that the White House could say or do, because this came from the Russian government themselves. Not many people knew about this until the Russian government itself posted this video and said essentially this was happening. Now, the White House seeing this and commenting on it certainly takes it to a whole new geopolitical level. But this is gigantic in Russia. And a part of the reason for that is now there is a narrative that's developing that Ukraine did this. We don't know. But there are those who think it's possible. But there's also this question, too, about whether it was done because two two months ago, tomorrow, uh, Yevgeny Prigozhin significantly embarrassed the president of Russia uh, by that mutiny that he tried to engage in. And people were wondering what would happen to him. So we don't know what the, the real reason for this crash was, but we do know this is going to change the game in many different ways for, for the war and for Russia, whether he's on it or not. Then around 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time came confirmation. We're following breaking news this afternoon. A plane crash in Russia killed 10 people. Listed on the passenger list was Wagner boss Yevgeny Prigozhin, but there was uncertainty as to whether or not he was on the plane 
Now we are getting confirmation that he was indeed on board. WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green joins us live with the details. J.J., what is coming out of Russia now? Yeah, and Russia's Federal Air Transport Agency has confirmed that Yevgeny Prigozhin was on board that Embraer legacy plane that crashed in the Tavir region. The interesting thing about this is that the media from the Russian state came out so quickly after the crash, it's led a lot of people to believe or to wonder or to ask if there was some involvement from the government. We'll leave that for another part of the program, but this information has come out in the last few minutes from the Russian government that Yevgeny Prigozhin, the leader of the Wagner mercenary group, was on board that plane along with nine other people that crashed and burned. Then, of course, came the obvious questions. Hey, JJ, so now everything is going to be shifting to how did it happen? And I know earlier when you joined us, there were reports out there talking about finger pointing already on blame. What's going on there? What we have seen, and is uh, smoke in the area of this plane before it left the level altitude that it was flying at and started plummeting downward, which suggests something catastrophic happened. And most of the experts that I've spoken to in the hours since this took place suggested that this plane was shot down, either by a missile or some other thing uh, in the air. And you see the wing missing as it's plummeting to the earth as if the wing perhaps was shot off. And this happens in Russian airspace. So their thoughts that, yes, Vladimir Putin did this to exact revenge on uh, Yevgeny Prigozhin for what happened two months ago during that June 24th attempted mutiny. And then you have these other narratives emerging from inside Russia, albeit they weak, they're very weak, that Ukraine might have been behind this. We don't know and we may not know for a while, if ever. But one thing's for sure, this is a huge deal today inside Russia and beyond. How does this impact Russia as a nation? And also, how does it impact Vladimir Putin's power? This is a part of what's so big about this. Uh, this, this man operated a military military organization, a paramilitary organization, that was much more successful than the Russian military itself for all its pomp circumstances and the billions of dollars that were injected into it. He operated an organization that was loyal to him. Thousands of troops spread out across uh, several continents, I think, uh, certainly in in, in parts of, of Europe and parts of Africa. And these men loved him. They were loyal to him. So their leader being killed is not going to sit well with them. And if it is that Vladimir Putin and the Kremlin were behind this, this does not mean uh, an easy path for them to take over this organization and integrate it into the Russian military, which is what they wanted to do after this coup. So it's a difficult road ahead for Russia at this point. But that's been the case since the, the 24th of February from last year. Nothing in Russia is ever straightforward, at least since the Soviet period. And the death of Yevgeny Prigozhin and figuring out what happened and how it happened and why is going to be no different. This is a situation that is going to have tremendous import and impact on the government of Russia, on the war in Ukraine and the rest of the world, in part because There are people who had been wondering whether Vladimir Putin was still the brutal dictator that he used to be. He still is. If this is his work, we don't know yet for sure. But what this also says, too, is that he, if if this is his work, is paranoid still, concerned about what Evgeny Prigozhin could do, might have done, 
and what might happen in the upcoming elections in the next year. So this is going to be a very uncertain period in Russia and by the same token, a very uncertain period in the world. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Our featured story on this episode of Target USA is the wildfires on Maui and the horror that unfolded there and just the incredible situation that the people there were put through and went through. We happened to talk as it was happening or shortly thereafter with Maui County Council member Kiani Rollins Fernandez and she told us some things that are going to be hard to forget. This is that interview. Council Member Rollins Fernandez, um, really sorry about about this. Really sorry to see and hear and witness this, but you are up close to it, and I know this hurts deeply. Would you just set the scene for us and tell us what's taken place there? On Tuesday, hurricane force winds um, started uh, fires throughout Maui, uh, three main locations, um, one of which is Lahaina, uh, which is the west side of Molokai. Uh, west side of Maui. Uh, conditions are dry, it's summertime, it's the dry season, um, and uh, all those conditions uh, combined um, set fires ablaze uh, throughout the island. Um, because of the hurricane force winds, uh, protocol prevented the helicopter from flying to assist those on the ground to c control the fires. The fire spread to um, Lahaina town, um, <clears throat> which was the capital of the Hawaiian kingdom. Yeah. Um, over uh, 271 houses, um, homes have been lost, um, businesses uh, burned to the ground. Um, lives have been lost right now. Uh, it's, it's at 36, um, the count is at 36. So it's continuing to rise. Firefighters and the National Guard are working on controlling the fires. Um, they continue to flare up. Uh, so they're in continuing uh, containment. So um, if you would, I know this is hard. Just give us a sense of just how quickly this all came upon you. Because yesterday we were hearing that these fires were there. We heard that there were six casualties one is too many but now today 36 and maybe more how did this happen so quickly um the virus spread so quickly because the helicopters weren't able to help contain the fire on tuesday um it it, it spread way faster than anyone on the ground expected um individuals were evacuating uh, but in the midst of evacuating, because of the winds, um, it was it was jumping all over. And so uh, you had some firefighters that were trying to contain on one side of the road. And before they knew it, there was a fire behind them. And, and they 
you know, tried to escape. We, we lost three fire trucks um, in the fire because it just spread so quickly. Mm-hmm. Individuals uh, who weren't able to to get out uh, driving, um, they had to run and and jump into the ocean because um, the fire just came so quickly and. You have individuals who who weren't able to get out, and because of smoke inhalation, may have may have collapsed, mm. um, and didn't make it out. Um, you have individuals who did jump into the ocean, that suffered severe burns all over their body. Um, the, the water, the ocean was on on fire because of all the fuel in the harbor. <laughs> wow. Listen, I know this is hard, and thank you so much for doing this um shifting gears slightly tell me we've heard that this was the island kingdom an island kingdom uh the capital of that island kingdom tell us what was lost in this place lahaina was um lahaina served as the capital of our hawaiian kingdom um front street um the harbor um a lot of the um, the courthouses, um, a lot of historic buildings um, are all along um, that area. It, there's a cultural center that contained Na'aikane um, Cultural Center. It contained a lot of important, significant artifacts that took years of, of locating and collecting and keeping safe documents of of land distribution during the kingdom time centuries of of history just in ashes (laughs) yeah i know this is hard thank you um thank you um and thank you for sharing your grief and your story this way. Um, let me just, before I let you go, let me just ask, what is it that the world can do to help Hawaii? What what can we do to help in this situation? <clears throat> um, so many residents have lost everything. Businesses burned to the ground. It's going to take years for us to recover. We are Maui strong, but anyone that can help with uh, donations to the Hawaii Community Foundation or the Council for Native Hawaiian Advancement, it'll go to helping the community rebuild. Well, thank you, Maui Council Member Kiani Rollins Fernandez. Thank you for your bravery. Thank you for your strength. Thank you for sharing. And, and we promise we will, we will be there. Thank you so much for taking time to share this with us. Thank you so much. That's it for this episode of Target USA. Don't forget about the people on Maui. And actually, don't forget about any of the people anywhere in the world that are suffering from disasters and in war zones. Don't forget about them. Coming up on our next episode... 
We'll follow up on the crash of that plane that claimed the life of Wagner mercenary group leader Yevgeny Prigozhin and nine other people in our next episode. In the meantime, if you have any questions or comments about the program, send me an email. You can reach me at jgreen at wtop.com. The letter J, the color green, one word, at Whiskey Tango Oscar Papa. jgreen at wtop.com. Also, please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Twitter. We're at TUSA Podcast. That's at Tango Uniform Sierra Alpha Podcast. And if you want more national security news, you can sign up for my newsletter. It's called Inside the Skiff, and you can sign up at WTOP.com slash email. I'm J.J. Green, and this is Target USA. The National Security Podcast.